Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 35. Humph, we're getting closer. FCS playoffs is, is creeping up, and man... Had ourselves a good game. Of course, we're going to start off with Sam Houston versus Northwestern State. But before we get into that, Humph, tell everybody how you're feeling, and then let's talk about the game. Well, Dalton, did you have a good Easter? Man, I did. You, I did. Uh, did you eat some good food? A lot of good food. Yeah, I actually uh, went to church, Had a, we cooked a roast. Actually, it was pretty yummy. Uh, it was a nice little rest day. Um, you know, who would have thought we would be watching football and playing football on Easter weekend. Man, I mean, how fun was that? I was a blast. Especially playing on a Thursday and then coming and having the weekend off, being able to watch everything and have Easter. What a fun time for well, us. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. Playing playing on a Thursday and then getting to enjoy football all day Saturday and then having Easter on Sunday really just made for a, for a great weekend. Yeah, it was really fun. But a hump. You know, like I said, got the big win against Northwestern State, and we, we called it. We said this team, you know, they may have not won a game yet, but wow, these guys are tough. Receiving core is great, and they battled, and we had ourselves a really fun game. So, Humph, talk to about the game. How did it look, and how did we do? Well, Dalton, I would first say that uh, we were we hit the nail on the head uh, with our evaluation of them. They are absolutely the best winless team in the country. I, I don't I don't have any doubt in saying that. And you know, uh, we've we've obviously played some really big and athletic teams this year. That's kind of how it is in the Southland. But man, I would venture to say that Northwestern State could have been the biggest and the most athletic team we've played this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I, we were better than them. Obviously, we showed that. But they they definitely no slouch. And I think I think in a couple years, Northwestern could could definitely be a team to be to be worried about. Yeah, it was a really fun game. Really interesting. Hump, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, you saw our team last year and our team this year defensively. Which defensive team is better? Was it last year's? Was it this year's? Now, you know, they're kind of similar, but we've had a few adjustments, a few different players coming in and out. So who do you think is better? They're both really good, but uh, this game really showed how strong our defense is. Well, I think, and that's a great question because last year it was it was just, I mean, historically good. But this year, you know, kind of the same. And, and I'm going to pick this year because we brought back – basically the same defensive line. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Trace Mascaro, Joe Wallace, Jahari Kay, Javon Leon, uh, Sean Mustin. I mean, what a I – mean, that's a that's a power five defensive line, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just – it's it's unbelievable that what they're – the run defense, you know, it's – it's if it's not the best in the country this spring, it's top three or four. I mean, and, and we've, we've shown that, you know, teams – teams have had a little success throwing the ball uh, against our defense, but as far as running goes – I mean, it's, you know, I, I call it the Great Wall of Sam because it's just, uh, and we saw and we saw that the other night, you know, Northwestern, I think what they have, 28 yards rushing or 30 yards rushing yeah. or something, just, just unbelievable. Um, and, and, you know, a night that, that Sam Houston's offense wasn't scoring uh, as much as, as it has, you know, the defense really stepped up and, and got the job done on a, on a tough road victory 
Yeah, we got a. The really cool thing is that if somebody goes down on defense, we have a guy that could be starting somewhere else, going right in as the second string. We have a lot of good players, and we have a, a lot of young guys playing. A lot of young guys getting that experience, and of course, that's the advantage of the spring season is to have these players that it doesn't count getting in their play, and they're playing some good time and making some good plays. Uh, so our defense looks really strong, and offensively, like you said, you know, maybe not a game we normally have, but we still did really well. And uh, I've asked you each week, and I'm going to ask you again, Eric Schmidt, Walter Payton, what do we think about that? Now, Jaquez did not play, and uh, do we think he might be out of the race too? Well, I, I think Jaquez was on the outside looking in just simply because he's a receiver, and, and it's tough to win it as a receiver. But obviously, you know, hopefully Jaquez gets back as soon as possible because he's, you know, one of the most exciting players in, in FCS football. But, you know, to answer your Eric Schmid uh, comment with the Walter Payton, I, I, I feel pretty confident that it's between him Eric Schmidt and Eric Berrier out of uh, Eastern Washington. Those are, those are the two that, that I would put in that category. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun matchup, that that little race. And uh, hopefully if he wins, we can have him on the episode, maybe have a little bit of a longer interview, get some good questions. And You, ask mean, you mean longer than, than the two minutes he was on last time? <laughs> he's a little camera shy. We know that. But, you know, he's going to work on it, and it's going to be better. Huff, I have another question for you. This is a little fantasy pick And you said the, the best – team that hasn't won yet now this team may have won but they've kind of struggled this this year so i have a little pick them for you okay northwestern state versus the youngstown state fighting penguins Ooh, who's uh, winning this matchup so that's i think that's a combined one and ten record <laughs> i think uh but youngstown you know we talk about it all the time they had the toughest schedule in the country. I mean, just just the schedule of death. Um, and they and they really they handled it pretty well. Uh, you know, they're a Missouri Valley team, so that that kind of makes me lean towards that direction. But on another note, I've played against Northwestern State. I've seen them in person. So give me the demons in in this little hypothetical one in ten matchup. Yeah, it's gonna be it's really fun. Northwestern State, they have an interesting matchup this next week. It's not in our pick'em, but talking about about this game and how important this is for the Southland Conference, it's UIW Incarnate Word versus Northwestern State. Well and and Northwestern State, you know, it's it's their last game of the season. Uh they they gave us they gave us a run for our money. And, and I think that they're gonna have the same mentality, same intensity going into Incarnate Word this weekend. And in Carnal Word, they're they're very much in the playoff race. You know, I, I think they have to win their last two remaining games, and so you know that would be beating Northwestern State this weekend, and then beating Sam Houston next weekend. Uh, I think if they do that, you know, they're they're well. Actually, as a matter of fact, they would be the automatic qualifier uh, for the Southland Conference if that happens. But you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to say this, and you, you said that this wasn't a part of our pick'em, but I'm putting I, I'm I'm putting. Incarnate Word on upset alert this Ooh. weekend. I think Northwestern State is like like we said one of the one of the best winless teams in the country. They're huge. They're athletic. They're fast, and and I think that they're going to sneak up on the Birds, uh, the Cardinals this weekend. And I, I would not be surprised if the Demons get a win. Yeah, we saw how Nichols' offense kind of dominated Incarnate Word's defense, and uh, Northwestern State is just as powerful. Man, uh, it could it could happen. It's going to be really fun and interesting matchup. And, uh, of course, next up, we have to talk about our next game. And uh, I say it every week. I'm going to say it again. We're not going to pick it because, of course, we're going for the Bearcats. 
But uh, we have a really good matchup here. We got the the pride of McNeese. And we talked about McNeese in the beginning. We had really high hopes for them. They've kind of struggled, a little wishy-washy. We've talked about them. But uh, a lot on the line here for Sam Houston and a lot on the line here for McNeese just because of their pride and how they play. So give me a review about this game and uh, how you feel about it. Well, Dalton, I think two weeks ago we talked about how disappointed we were in McNeese. Did we not? We said that we, you know, preseason we kind of had them in that third or fourth place spot but could put – could give you know the first and second place teams a run for their money and and we we said that we were disappointed but then McNeese uh at the hole and that's you know that's if you if you don't know their home stadium is is known as the hole and it's it's just really hard to win there this last week McNeese comes out and and they really put it on Nichols Nichols a team that that was in the driver's seat as far as an at-large bid goes coming out of the Southland Conference and and Nichols just really dropped the ball. They were outplayed by McNeese. I don't think McNeese is better than Nichols, um, but you know we were able to watch most of the game, and and McNeese was really impressive. You know Cody Ogeron, uh, he's a starting quarterback. He's he's Coach O's son, LSU head coach, and he he really can make a lot of plays uh, running around. You know extending the play uh, on defense. McNeese has Isaiah Chambers, a Houston and TCU transfer. He's He's really, really impressive uh, off the defensive end position. Uh, but McNeese is definitely no team to uh, to sleep on. I mean, I think that that's, that's really anybody in the Southland Conference, though. I mean, Northwestern is in dead last, um, and and they and I, we're just sitting here talking about how impressed we were with them. Uh, Lamar, you know, Lamar beat McNeese. Lamar beat Northwestern, okay? And so there's definitely talent there, but McNeese, you know, like I said, they beat Nichols last week, and and we're you know we're up for the challenge. It's big for for Sam Houston if we win this weekend, we clinch at least a share of the Southland Conference title. Uh, and so I mean, it you know, Coach Keeler he said all week that it's a championship game, and he's absolutely right. Yeah, McNeese is coming to play. They're coming to Bowers, and uh, it's going to be our last home game of the season. You know, uh, you know, unless no, I, yeah, last now, regular season home don't game is, is my nothing, prediction. The last regular season game at Bowers for now. Uh, we were talking about quarterbacks. And I wanted to bounce back to UIW real quick because I forgot to ask you this: Cameron Ward, without playing this game, you know, without playing Northwestern yet, are we saying he's first team freshman All American already? Oh, I think uh, I would I would say that he probably wins National Freshman of the Year, the Jerry Rice Award. It would would, would be my guess. Yeah, and then uh, so you know we have Cody Ogeron, we have Eric Schmidt, and then we have uh, Cameron Ward. And I know you're gonna put Eric number one, but uh, number two and three, are you putting Cameron above Cody in, uh, in terms of performance? I know Ogeron's been kind of wishy washy, but when he's came out to play, he's come out to play. Well, are you talking about the Southland as a whole? Yeah. I have a hard time not putting Cole Kelly uh, oh, yeah. at the second spot. You know, he really impressed me against us. I mean, he is six foot seven of just huge. I mean, the dude, the dude is a monster. Uh, you know, they've got playmakers in Sela that he's able to get the ball to, and then of course Lindsey Scott. You know, out of Nichols is is really impressive. But Cody Ogeron makes, like I said, makes a lot of plays with his feet, extends the play. He, he's he's exciting to watch. I think that I think that he gets himself in trouble. Um, against against good defenses, you know, just kind of being a little careless with the ball, just trying to do too much. But that's just how he plays. You know, he's really he he tries to do it all, and and when it works out, it really works out. Yeah, FCS Nation Radio and us, we both said in the beginning of the year that McNeese is a team to watch out for. They have a lot to play for with the Hurricane destroying their field. 
Uh, so they had a good season uh, in terms of how they played, but record not very well. Hey, they do have the longest active winning season streak in the FCS right now, and if they win this Saturday, that will be extended. Oh, so, yeah, so a lot on the line yep, for them. a lot of pride. It's going to be a fun game, but and also, too, uh, and we'll talk about this next week. We've got to wait for the game to happen. Some some really cool news with me, and uh, you're going to keep it a secret for now, but a, a little game plan action, and uh, we'll talk about it later. Dream of mine that I've been wanting to run for a while. And so we'll talk about it later next week, but I'm really excited for it. Everybody watch on ESPN+. It's going to be a really cool game. Let's move on to some more FCS stuff. Humph, the MEAC. We've talked about it. We had some news last week, and uh, it's got reversed. So talk to me about the MEAC news, and then talk to me about uh, the rankings and playoffs. What's it looking like? Has anything moved around? And uh, with the MEAC not having an automatic qualifier, uh, what do you think is going to happen with the playoffs? Yeah, so we, you know, last time we had the episode, we weren't aware of the MEAC having an automatic qualifier. This last weekend, we found out that they would be granted an automatic qualifier, and so the FCS world went into a frenzy. You know, that's one less at-large bid. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that the MEAC team wasn't deserving but they weren't deserving uh so you know basically a, a good team was going to get left home uh as an at-large but now we found out today that that's not true that's not the case uh the MEAC will be declining their automatic qualifier and so we will get that sixth at-large uh and as far as the rankings go obviously it changes every week teams lose teams win teams you know play up to their expectations teams don't play up to their expectations but we had a bit of a um and it's really, it's really the first time that the FCS has come out publicly and released anything, which is a little disappointing um, to this point in the season. It's, it's getting pretty late. But last Thursday uh, during a baseball game, which was, again, a little disappointing. They could have done this during uh, the number five team in the country playing. But they released a playoff committee top ten. Okay, and so basically – you know, the FCS version of the uh, college football playoff, you know, rankings that they release during the FBS season. So we can go through those rankings right here if you want to. Yeah, I, can, let's go I ahead. can read them. But so this is this is uh, before last week. So this is this is going to change essentially. But you've got number one, James Madison. Mm, okay. Boo. boo, for sure. Number two, North Dakota State. Obviously, that's pretty deserving, I would say. Number three, South Dakota State. Uh, and those two are going to play April 17th. Um, and and it, I kind of predict that the winner of that will probably jump James Madison to, to become the number one te- uh, ranked team. James Madison fall back to two. Even if James Madison wins, regardless? Yeah, well, I mean, they're, you know, they haven't played really, Dalton. Yeah. And I, I don't know when they're going to play again. And so I just, I have a hard time ranking them number one, especially when two or three just beat two or three. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Number four, same Houston State. You know, we've kind of consistently been in that five, six spot, but the committee has us at four, which I thought was was really great. So if you if you look at it, um, if you look at it like the winner of North Dakota State, South Dakota State bumps up to one and the loser drops out of the top four, you really could say that Sam Houston is is in the three spot right now. You know what I mean? So number five and actually tied for fifth, you've got North Dakota. Okay. And they haven't I just I don't really have an opinion on them of lately because the last game that they played was weeks ago when they got thrown around pretty good by North Dakota State and they since then they they've had cancellations postponements and things of that nature so 
you know, I, I think that they need to build their resume more if they want a top four spot. And it's a real shame too, man. They were having such a good start to the season, and you know they get the bad loss, but then after that, they just haven't been able to play. And uh, before you keep going, is that going to be a positive or a negative? Because the positive, you know, you have fresh players, you haven't played in a while, but then again, you haven't played in a while. So is this a good or bad thing that they haven't been able to play these last couple of weeks? Man, the only good thing I can think of coming from it is is that you've you've probably got some players. Uh, that got some rest and and were able to get healthy, but man, sitting sitting at home practicing against yourself for a month, uh, to me, going into a playoff where you're going to play some really tough competition, I think that that's that's probably not ideal. Mm-hmm. Uh, tied for fifth with North Dakota, we've got Weber State. Ugh, They've man. been pretty. That's a nice way to say this. They've been absurdly, absurdly underperforming oh, the last the last two weeks. Surviving these last games. Oh, yeah. I mean, two weeks ago they went on a 60-yard Hail Mary that, that shouldn't have ever happened. And then last week they beat a, a bad Southern Utah team mm. right at the end. So I don't know what the deal is with Weber. I think that they still have a shot to get that fourth seed, but they are definitely going to have to – um, whew, play better, to, to say the least. Uh, number seven, you've got Delaware, a team that is shooting up in the rankings. You know, I, I've seen lots of posts, lots of analysts say that they believe that Delaware is the best team in the CAA over James Madison. Wow. Uh, could we possibly see that matchup in the playoffs, Dalton? Man, I mean... Maybe the, not first round, but but, yeah. but a second round game. I think definitely the way that the, the committee and how the playoffs are looking, it's probably, it might be, and it'll be a really fun matchup. And, uh, you know, we might even see a Delaware-Sam Houston. That is sounding like it could be a happening, a, uh, a James Madison-Sam Houston. This is, of course, if we uh, do really well in the playoffs. I don't want to jinx anything, but those are a lot of cool matchups that we could see, and especially Delaware. That's defense versus defense. So uh, the two really strong defenses, Sam Houston and Delaware, but it would be a really fun matchup. Well, and, and since since there's a little bit of a geography sense to to, play, to the playoff field, I could definitely see Delaware and James Madison meeting up in the second round. Uh, and, you know, maybe that could be a little unofficial, official CAA championship, if yeah. you will. Uh, and, then so, with, and then with Sam, we've talked about it before, the, the cool story of how we've had Coach Keeler, Coach Cardi, Coach Sadiq all going back to Delaware yep. to play. It's a, it's a cool story. Yeah. Okay, so number eight. And, and actually, before I say these teams, number eight, number nine, and number ten all lost this week. So going to have three new teams in the top ten. but Just say num- this one quick. Uh, it hurts. Number eight, your Dalton Myers beloved Virginia Military Institute oh. cadets. Big big loss this week. Can't I, have that. I think that they're still in a position to get the automatic qualifier in the SOCON conference, but definitely losing to East Tennessee this last week hurt them. Uh, number nine, huge, huge, huge Big Sky matchup between UC Davis and Eastern Washington. UC Davis was ranked number nine coming into this one, and Eastern Washington prevailed, pulling off the upset. UC Davis's playoff hopes are definitely hanging by a thread, while Eastern Washington... You know, with Weber State looking like they have been, Eastern Washington could be the big, the best team in the Big Sky. Uh, and at number ten, Murray State, oh. they, they, man, the ball was really in their court to finish this off as the undefeated automatic qualifier out of the Ohio Valley Conference. But this weekend they have a huge matchup, and we will get to that in a little bit. Yeah, they uh, uh and Murray State, man, we're gonna talk about it in the in the scores, man, really blew it. Yeah, but uh, they're still fighting, still got a chance. Uh, really interesting playoff, uh, playoff looks, and uh, man, you've been doing your own walk on radio one, so it's a little bit different. Yep. You kind of set up, and uh, I know you put geography in it, and uh, it's gonna be really fun. We got two more weeks, uh, it's gonna be some big matchups. Oh yeah. Uh, next up, 
before we go on to some scores, we have some NFL talk. Man, yeah. we've been talking about quarterbacks, where they're going, what they're doing. I don't think we saw this one. I mean, you did. I, well, I've been I, preaching. I, I didn't see where it happened, Ed. I, I thought that this guy would be on the move, but but go ahead and, go ahead and tell the people what, 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 what happened this week. My man. Darnold Mania. Yep. Sam Darnold, I've, I've been saying he needs to go to a different team and show everybody what he's worth, the Carolina Panthers. And I didn't see this one coming. It, you know, everyone was saying, oh, maybe the Panthers will get Deshaun Watson. Well, after everything that's happened, maybe not. But Sam Darnold to the Panthers. So I got to ask you, because of course, you're the Darnold hater over here. Yeah. What do you think? Is this a good idea? Is this a good move for Darnold? Is this a good move for the Panthers? I think, well, I think it's a good move for the Jets. I think it's a good move for the Panthers. And I think it's a good move for Sam Darnold. I think all three parties won here. Uh, you know, the Jets obviously uh, are confirming that they're drafting a quarterback. We already knew that, but that's definitely what's going to happen now. Carolina, a team that we thought might draft a quarterback, you know, now they've decided that they're probably going to part ways with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, and, and now it looks like Sam Darnold is the face of the Carolina Panthers. And, yeah. and I, think, I think a fresh start for Sam Darnold, a guy that I really – I, you know, I, I jokingly put a lot of put a lot of hate on him, but I, I know he's talented. Um, you can't, golly, hard to judge a guy based off of being the quarterback for the New York Jets. Yeah, I mean, what does he have to throw to? Now he's going into into a situation with Christian McCaffrey, one of the best players in the NFL, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, guys guys that I think can really help him. And now all of a sudden, does Carolina draft Kyle Pitts? Perhaps, oh. man. Man, I mean, we've talked about this before, and I, we, I asked you this earlier. Kyle Pitts, tight end or receiver, what is he going to do in the NFL? I, you know, I think I, it's whatever you want to call it. I think that that's kind, of the, that's kind of the tight end we're getting nowadays. I feel like, you know, you could say the same thing about Darren Waller. You mm-hmm. could say the same thing about Evan Ingram. You, you could almost say the same thing about Travis Kelsey. I mean, yeah, there are more blocking-oriented guys, and there's guys that – are the best pass catchers on their team. I think that Kyle Pitts, you know, don't don't classify him as anything. I think Kyle Pitts is too fast for linebackers, and he's he's obviously way too big for corners to cover him. So just, I mean, what a what a defensive nightmare. Yeah, the question, the reason that came up is because their pro day stats, Calvin Johnson and Kyle Pitts were very similar. So people were thinking maybe he becomes the next Calvin Johnson. And what I mean, is he, bigger than Calvin Johnson and a little bit slower? A little bit. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we already kind of have that with DK Metcalf being the next Calvin Johnson. But maybe Kyle Pitts will come in that picture and do that. And uh, talking about the Jets, man, Adam Schefter, he said he texted Zach Wilson. And he said, welcome to New York. So it sounds he te- like Adam Schefter texted him? He texted Zach wow. Wilson and said, welcome to New York. So, you know, so basically the draft starts at the third pick is what you're saying. I guess so. And I was going to ask you, are we, are we sitting and we locking in Zach Wilson to the Jets? I, I think so. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm 98% sure that's what they do with it. I would, I would be really surprised is, is all I have to say. Now, the third pick, and I know we're talking about the Jets, but the third pick, the 49ers, Ooh. Your, your guess is as good as mine. I, I don't know. Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. I, A I couple of people are saying do not sleep on Mac Jones being the third quarterback taken out of the draft. But I just don't see a fit the 49ers. That would be spicy. That I, feel a like, I feel like that's a – that's a just a different version of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, you know, kind of a facilitating guy. You but know, maybe even like a slower Jimmy Garoppolo because he, he does not look very athletic. But I said that about him in Alabama. I've seen the pictures of him with his shirt off in the locker room, oh. standing next to Jalen Hurts and oh. Tua Tagovailoa. 
And I don't like I don't like what I see, Dalton. But to be fair, but he won a national championship. So Devontae I, Smith did say out of the three, he Mac pick, Jones is the yeah, better quarterback. That's kind of a stab to Tua. Isn't oh, it? oh yeah. Well, a lot of people did say coming out. That I don't Tua, like Tua. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I I over the past couple weeks, I've really sat back and thought about what I think about Tua, what I think about the Miami Dolphins. I think Tua. I think Tua is going to be average at best for his whole career. Oh. I just and 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 that that hurts me to say because I want to like the guy. I want to like the Miami Dolphins. I think the Miami Dolphins are on the ups. You know, they signed Will Fuller. They're going to draft. A, they're going to draft a receiver this draft. They might even draft a Najee Harris or a Travis Etienne. A lot of exciting young players, but I just I just don't see Tua ever getting it done. He's not he's not going to be Josh Allen in that division. So what like uh what quarterback career comparison could you give it to? Do you think he's going to be like a Philip Rivers where he stays in the NFL for a long time and plays and and you know stacks uh, I don't even stacks, know. Stacks? Cuz I I feel like Philip Rivers if he wins, if he would have won a Super Bowl, he's a Hall of Famer. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that Tua is You don't in think he'll last in the league that long? I, At least I don't, as a starter? No, I I don't think he's a deep playoff run guy like Rivers. I mean, Rivers had had playoff success, just not big game playoff success. You know, he was just kind of always in the shadow of of Brady and Manning. And, you know, if you want to break it down that way, I think that Tua is going to forever be in the shadow of, of Justin Herbert for sure. Justin Herbert is the best quarterback in that class, will finish, will continue being the best quarterback in that class, and will finish as the best quarterback in that class over Joe Burrow. I'll take but, I, I don't know how hot of a take that is. That's fair. I, I, but, but, no, I see what you're saying. Um, well, a lot of people are saying that Joe Burrow, and these are like these hot take predictions, Joe Burrow is a top five quarterback next year. Like, oh, that's so uh, – no way. And, and, and first of all, he plays for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, so let's I don't not, think it's let's because get of his skill. I think it's because of who he's playing for. He's got to get well, out of Cincinnati. You know how I feel about Joe Burrow. I think that he was a part of the luckiest hot streak in the history of football. And, wow. I, and I, I just – I think he's talented. Uh, I think that you know he he's going to help the Cincinnati franchise. I think he's their franchise guy, but they're not going they're not going to win in Cincinnati ever. I don't, I don't think I don't think Burrow will ever win anything significant. Okay, so you're uh, you're the owner of the Cowboys. You're Jerry Humphreys, and uh, you have three quarterbacks that you have to pick to be your starting quarterback. You have Sam Darnold, you have Baker Mayfield, and you have Joe Burrow. You know, all these quarterbacks oh, kind of in question. What a random grouping, but a t- that's tough. I mean, Darnold, you, you never really liked. You just said your piece about Burrow. And Baker Mayfield, I feel like he's been publicly like a lot of people don't want him and don't like him. And then he comes out, has a good season, but they still don't trust him. So who are you taking out of the three? Listen, any guy that bet on himself as much as Baker Mayfield did, that's a guy that I want in my locker room. Oh. You know? And, and he's and he's an Oklahoma Sooner, a, 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 a school that I hate yeah. with a burning passion. I didn't like Baker in college. But I wanted to like Baker in college. I mean, what a fiery, just competitive human being. And and you know, if that's if those are the three I have picking, uh, you know, just put talent to the side. I want I want that competitive leadership in my locker room. So give me Baker Mayfield in that. Scenario. I'm gonna go with you on that one. Uh, of course, I'm a Sam Darnold guy, but I really like Baker Mayfield. I was watching a TV show and it was the greatest walk-ons in college football. They said Baker Mayfield is the greatest walk-on to ever play college football. Do you agree with that? I mean, he won a Heisman Trophy, so I feel like I and feel he walked like- on twice. I mean. To tech and OU, yeah, I, I, dude, that that pains me so much because he's he's from he's from Lake Travis, which is in Austin, yeah, and he 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 was a Texas Longhorn growing up. Oh, what could have been? What could have been? What could have been, dude? Texas missed that. Sorry to change subjects here, but Texas missed out 
on Johnny Manziel, who wanted to go to Texas, Robert Griffin, who wanted to go to Texas, and Baker Mayfield, who wanted to go to Texas. Uh, that's you know what those guys have in common, Dalton. You know what they have in common? What do they have in common? Three. That's that's three Heisman Trophy winners right there. But they got Sam Ellinger, who man not, who, who loves who, who didn't who didn't win a Heisman. Who bleeds? Burn Who's Mister Texas Longhorn? No doubt, but. Those three guys have something that Sam Ellinger does not. Man, I you know see, we're on Texas news, but Casey Thompson, the quarterback that is projected to start for the University of Texas, he's wearing number eleven now. Now, and a lot of people got mad because you know you know how loyal Texas fans are, and they feel like it's disrespectful to Sam Ellinger. But he was number eleven in high school. Man, how do you if you're the if you're Sam Ellinger, is this a sign of disrespect or you know you, you're cool with it? I don't think it's a sign of disrespect, but I know that no quarterback would wear number 12 or wear number 10 at Texas. Am yeah. I wrong? No, I, mean, they, I don't think they, so. They wouldn't do that. And I'm not saying that Sam Ellinger is in Cole McCoy and Vince Young's category, but he's right behind them mm-hmm. it, it, as far as Texas Texas lore goes. So eh, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty nostalgic. I, I'm a nostalgic guy, so I feel like if they were different positions, it wouldn't bother me. But because he was literally his backup and now he's taking over, I feel a little weird about that. Do you think that they will put Sam Ellinger? And I know it's a little late because Casey Thompson is number 11. But will they put the 11 up with the 10 and the 12? Uh, they have the 10 and the 12 up in the stadium? I'm just saying like in terms of, uh, of glory and like the number and the sake of it behind I, it. I think so. I mean, like I said, I think that Sam Ellinger is probably third, uh, the probably the third best Texas quarterback of all time, but just you know, he, he's not he's not in Colt McCoy's category, and he's definitely not in Vince Young's category. Yeah. But, but Sam Ellinger is is will forever be known as a, as a top Texas Longhorn of all time. And my final Texas question before we move on to the real stuff, FCS football. <laughs> Seen a little quarterback battle. Casey Thompson did play last year, and everyone's saying he's going to be the starter. But Hudson Card, Hudson Card yep. he's kind of in that picture. So I don't know if you've been watching and seeing how things are going, but if you had to pick between the two, Casey Thompson and Hudson Card, to start week one, who are you going with? Because it's a brand-new offense, new coach, and uh, they really want to show everybody what they're about. First off, I'm picking whoever hands it to uh, B. John Robinson. The oh, best. man. But Cousin Card, you know, went to Lake Travis, uh, a lot of high school success. But, you know, what Casey Thompson did in the Alamo Bowl last year, what he was able to do when he came in in the second half, I mean, how does that not get you fired up? Mm-hmm. I, I have a hard time picking against that. He threw four second half touchdowns, and so. I'm, I'm going to have to go Casey Thompson. Well, uh, well, we'll get to there in a while. FBS preview. Maybe we'll pick Texas again. Maybe not. We were really high on them. Maybe it was the start of the Ryan Plague. Maybe that's where it was. Yeah, we you just ruined Texas. It was early in walk-on radio uh, lifespan, and, and <laughs> we just didn't know what we were getting into. But enough of F- FBS talk. Before we get into FCS, we have, of course... The fantasy corner. Now, yes. big news. Yes. We had your little race. We was finding out what draft order you was. We wanted five or six. And, of course, you know, you did your Humphreys thing. You're going to tell them about it. But here it is, your fantasy corner. This is your time, Hump. Tell us, tell us all about it. It's honestly funny because you you asked me if, if you know, you wanted the first pick. You asked me that. And I said, ideally, no. I don't I don't really like the first pick. I would I would pick kind of that four, five, six range. Um and Dalton, of course, you know you you always tell me that I win everything. Oh uh, my God! I I did I did acquire the number one pick this year <laughs> in fantasy football. So I got a lot of time to decide what I want to do with that. Do I want to trade it away? Do I want to you know do I draft Christian McCaffrey? Do I draft Dalvin Cook? Maybe Derrick Henry? So you can trade? You can do that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because 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 we have a league that you know this is our eleventh year. Uh, so obviously. 
it's something that we're going to do forever. Mm-hmm. We're allowed to trade draft picks. It's not like 10 randos, you know, where you yeah. can't really. Is that, a, is that a normal fantasy thing or is that just kind of because you're with the same group of people? Uh, Does your dad do that too? Yeah, because you're with the same group of people, you know, you can make whatever outside of the actual league rules you want to do. And, and we've always, you know, if you want to trade draft picks, you can trade draft picks. Mm-hmm. You know, you can handle it like an actual NFL GM, uh, you know, do whatever you want. Uh, but, you know, the 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 appeal of trading the first pick this year is because of my Jonathan Taylor situation. You know, mm-hmm. as we explained, uh, the way our league works, Jonathan Taylor will be my sixth round pick this year. As we know, he's a first round talent. So, before I even get before I even start the draft, I have a first round running back. So, you know, maybe I trade that first pick, get some get some really good really good capital from it, maybe a I don't know, Dalton, an extra third rounder or something like that, a really big pick in fantasy football. Um, or do I just want to take essentially the best player in the league yeah. as a number one pick? You know, I hate I hate having to wait. Um, you know, you had the last pick in the second round. I hate having to wait that long, but then you get back to back. You know, you go you go first overall, the last pick in the second, but then you get the first pick in the third. So there's pros and cons to it. Again, I've got a couple months to sit on it, think about it, but uh, I'm definitely, definitely excited about that. Yeah, you know I have so many questions to ask you, but you can't give away your secrets. We don't know who's listening to your podcast, if, if your friends are, and they're, they're taking notes on who you're taking. They need to I, take notes. I will ask one, and this is your guy, Alvin Kamara. Yep. And I, I don't think he's the best running back in the league. You, you've had him on your fantasy team a lot, and he's been very successful. Yep. Could you see him taking it, taking, or could you uh, take him first? Is he a guy that you would take first overall? Do you think if you don't, he'll be taken before you have another chance? What's your thoughts on being the first pick and having Alvin Kamara? Yeah, so here's here's the here's the issue. If Alvin Kamara had Drew Brees, uh, I would I would take Alvin Kamara in a heartbeat. But I I think that me along with you know the rest of the fantasy football community, you just you. You're really worried about what Taysom Hill is going to do to Alvin Kamara's fantasy output. You know, Taysom just runs the ball so much. They love putting him in on the goal line, and that's just, you know, that's that's great for the New Orleans Saints, but it's not great for fantasy football. Yeah. Taking away goal line touches from a a running back one like Alvin Kamara. Now, is he going to make it to the second round? Absolutely not. I mean, he was the fantasy football MVP last year, no doubt. Um, I could, I, you know, I probably think in our league, he'll probably go like fourth, fifth, or sixth. Um, you know, I think I think the first three guys I already mentioned, Christian McCaffrey. You know, he's a do it a do it all guy, kind of the entire Carolina Panthers. And who knows, maybe Sam Darnold makes him even better. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Of course, he would. I, I would think that Sam Darnold would love checking down to him a lot. Uh, you know, uh, Dalvin Cook had a breakout year last year, just unbelievable. You know, he's he's. He's one of the best running backs in the league, no doubt. But then you've got Mr. 2,000 yards himself, Derrick Henry. I mean, how, how can you not love them handing the ball to him 30 times a game? I mean, touches equal fantasy points, and, and Derrick Henry is is definitely the epitome of a workhorse running back. A lot of good options for you. you got to be careful because we had a lot of big injuries last year, uh, and it could affect your fantasy. We'll see if you take Dak again. You have to take a Packer. That is the new walk-on radio That's rule. That's the rule. So, uh, hey, did you see Dak? Uh, did you see Dak actually actually out throwing today? Man, it makes it you was, excited, doesn't oh, it? Oh, it gets 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 my blood pumping. You're a Cowboys fan, but is this a year? You say it every year. How do you feel about this year? I I just I I feel I'm almost embarrassed to make 
that comment anymore <laughs> because of the slander that I seem to receive every year, uh, and rightfully so. But you know, I, I think the next nine years, I think the rest of this decade could be a Dallas Cowboys decade. You know, they have the talent for it, but they just got to go get it done. I mean, it's as simple as that. You you know, you have you finally got your franchise quarterback. You got your stud running back in Zeke. You've got your unbelievable receiving core i think that you know we've made some good quality moves on defense you know you're going to get a first round player potentially patrick certain potentially no. kyle pitts oh. i don't know i've heard some heard some reports no, on don't that do blake jarwin like that we we love blake jarwin i like blake jarwin too but kyle pitts is kyle pitts oh. but i you know uh same 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 story, different year, Dalton. Cowboys, you Cowboys did, for the Super Bowl. You did guarantee that in this decade, the Cowboys will win one Super Bowl. Did I guarantee that? You did guarantee. Well, I, I stick by that. The, well, the Cowboys uh, will win a Super Bowl in the next nine years. I'll be nice to the Cowboys. I think uh, with a good draft this year, y'all are definitely set up. You have a really good receiving core. Zeke, we'll have to see where he's at if he's back. Dak, I'm really interested in seeing how Dak plays. Zeke's back, baby. Oh, God. I know I know. Dak's probably going to be your MVP pick again when we do our If it our was NFL acceptable pick. to take Zeke number one overall in fantasy this year, I would. Oh, no. I would. I mean, well, and, but a quarterback, you know, for your fantasy, you better go with a boy who's going to have back-to-back MVP years, Aaron Rodgers, and the number two in the MVP race will be Sam Darnold. You heard it here. <laughs> oh, I'm sticking with it. On. I love it. Darnold Mania. I might be the only one, but shoot. Put it on a t-shirt. He could, be, he could be the most improved player of the year, for Ooh, sure. That's a good award. I like it. I like it, too. I like it. Darnold Mania. Put it on a t-shirt and walk on radio. But enough of that. It's time for some FCS scores. And starting it off. It's time for the real football, baby. The the, the only actual playoff system in, in football right yeah, here, Which baby. needs to come, come to FBS, but uh, we're not going to talk about that. We've done enough of that rant. I cannot wait for people to experience experience what a real playoff is like oh. here in a couple weeks and i think i think you know we talk about marketing and the fcs not doing a great job i think that in two weeks in the 16 team playoff field people are going to love it i think it's going to be a really big deal yeah and people that haven't watched fcs football is really missing out we've had some really good games some really interesting matchups and uh you know we had a hell mary that was really cool made sports and it's just something if you like football you should be watching and playoffs going to be a big deal the national championship is going to be a really fun game and of course we're going to be covering it all but before we start on our scores, I need to apologize because I've become a plague to a certain team, and that is the main Black Bears. <laughs> I picked them, and then Villanova beat them 44-17. to 17. Oh, my God. Is this what you feel like every week when you when you pick these teams to win? I feel so bad for my Black Bears, but of course, I'm not going to talk about them anymore because I know they're going to win now. Love Maine. Oh, golly, Villanova's Don't, looking I wanna, good. I want to make a comment, okay? Oh, no. and, and we haven't been posting like we did in the fall with the Pick'em record. But I've closed the gap, oh. and and you had a you had a winless a winless pick'em slate last week, which you don't ever do. Well, uh, I had I had one in FBS and NFL, but at, once I had that winless uh, week, I was pretty hot the rest of the way through. So maybe it's time. Maybe it's time I start locking down. So Dalton's record, he's still winning, but Dalton is eighteen and seventeen. Oh, okay. terrible! And Ryan, or Humps, as you guys know. Is sixteen and nineteen, so two Ooh, games back. It's, game it's getting close. We've got two weeks left in the regular season, and then we will pick all playoff games. Well, you know, I've been kind of, I've been trying to give these these younger underdog teams the good luck. I guess I got to really start locking it down and making some good hard decision picks. You know, enough of the Richmond Spiders. I'm sorry, you had your chance. You got to go. I'll still pick the Kedets forever and the Salukis, which 
coming up, they're going to have a big matchup with yep. Sela. Yep, that, really that, was, that was a newly a newly announced thing. We're going to have a non-conference matchup between the Southern Illinois Salukis and the Southeastern Louisiana Lions. And also, with the Salukis, man, did you see the message they sent out on Twitter? Freaking what awesome. a cool thing for them to do. And that's why I love my Salukis. I applaud that head coach for, for his statement. He basically, you know, we won't read the whole thing, but he basically just said that, you know, all these opt-outs um, – in a nice way, he said that they were soft, yeah. you know, and, and that Southern Illinois, you know, they, they they got up to number five in the country, had injuries, they didn't blink, you know, they, they took some lumps, uh, but they, you know, through all that, through COVID, through injuries, whatever, spring season, they played through, and, and for that, I, I salute them. Yeah, they said, we we signed up for the spring, we're going to play in the spring, really cool it. for them, big slooky guy, will forever be a big slooky guy. Of course, my Bearcats are better and the key key debts, but I love my Salukis. Let's get on to some more scores. Kennesaw State, they beat Robert Morris 35-0. Man, Kennesaw. What do we think about Kennesaw, man? Are they are they going to be a, a, a team in the playoffs that we're worried about? And I'm not saying we're gonna we are going to find out this weekend. Man. They got a big one this weekend. Big, big They've matchup. They got the big one this weekend. But, man, Kennesaw, they've kind of had an easy schedule. They haven't really had played anybody super no. big. And, you know, they lost their starting quarterback. We, we, we talked about that uh, on an earlier episode, but... I mean, they're throwing the ball like three or four times a game. I just, man, I I know that everybody talks about, you know, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. But I just, in, in today's college football, I just don't know that that, that can win you uh, big games. Because if you get behind, if you're, if you're Kennesaw, how are you going to come back, yeah. you know, throwing the ball three or four times a game? Another interesting matchup for Sam Houston would be Kennesaw State. I think we talked about this before in the It actually episode. happened uh, in the 2017 quarterfinals. Yeah. Uh, Sam Houston played Kennesaw at Sam Houston, it and it was game. a battle. I mean, but now, especially now that, you know, a lot of people said Sam Houston never had a defense. Well, now we do, and we have a run defense How does sure. How does Kennesaw score on, on the Great Wall of Sam oh, as, far, as far as just run run game goes? And I'm not, I'm not trying to... I'm not making any picks. I'm not talking smack, but I'm just legitimately talking about Sam Houston's run defense versus Kennesaw's run-only offense. That would be uh, that's a recipe for disaster. I think. I know that Kennesaw's offensive line and Sam Houston's defensive line they would have been hurting by the end of the game because that's yeah. a grind fest. Oh, it's both a grind. Sides. It would have been a fun game though. Maybe you know, maybe we might see it. Yeah, it would have been. It could anything. be a fun game. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. We'll have to see. But Kennesaw gets to win over Robert Morris. Now the scores. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to talk about my cadets. But they fall short to East Tennessee State. But like you said, they still have a shot. They're still in it. It's not over, my friends. We are still good. I believe in you. You're going to do it. Just keep fighting. But don't play Sam. I don't want to make that pick. I don't want to do it. All they have to do is beat the Citadel next week. And they're the, they're the uh, SOCON automatic qualifier, and even, you, even, even if East Tennessee beat them. And how do you think about that matchup? Do you think VMI, do you think it's a win? Well, I will say this. It's the Army-Navy game of the FCS. Mm -hmm. You've got two military academies. Uh, The Citadel just beat Wofford last week, which was a big upset. I think the Citadel is like one and nine. Something (laughs) terrible. But as you know, rivalry games present new challenges. And so, you know, Citadel, they're going to be fired up. VMI, they're going to be fired up. It'd be VMI's first playoff appearance ever uh, if if they win. And so that's going to be a fun one. Um, and, I, and I'm ready to watch that one. Again, Army-Navy, I love that game. If those teams are 0-10, uh, it's still a fun game. So I expect this one to be the same. Yeah, I will be buying and wearing some Key Deck gear. I'm cheering <laughs> them on. I love them. But like I said, 
I don't want to see all the red. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what a weird logo. I mean, it's cool, but man, it's, it's just a lot all going together. on. I don't even yeah. know what letters those are. Don't play Sam. I don't want to see y'all because I don't want to have to do y'all like that. You know, nothing against VMI. It would be a nice Twitter battle with uh, with the the VMI yeah. page that we we're always talking. And it'd to. be a shame because I've always had his back and not have to turn on him <laughs> for my Bearcats. Uh, you talked about the Citadel. They beat Wofford twenty to twenty four, and Wofford is done. They yeah, have opted out. Soft. Uh, we've had a couple teams that, and uh, the way you explained it kind of makes more sense. I, I was saying opted out but they're just not picking up the rest of their games yeah so uh, Wofford New Hampshire and the rumor is Rhode Island uh, haven't been confirmed yet but people are saying Rhode Island is done man I don't like that not a big fan yeah, of all that I, you know and and again there have been teams that opted out but there's also teams that just simply don't have another game on their schedule and they're mm-hmm. and they're deciding not to to play another one which I wouldn't call an opt out but but here's the thing though and I saw a tweet today and it talked about how you know, there's 67 teams that are scheduled to play over the next two weeks talking about how, oh, we started the season with 90-something. Okay, well, in two weeks, there's only going to be 16 teams scheduled yeah. to play games. So, I mean, guys, it teams weren't going to play at some point. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not worried about it. There's really only been one playoff-relevant team opt-out, and apparently Chattanooga was never interested in playing in the playoffs, which <laughs> I think is just wow. – just blasphemy. Yeah. But but other than that, you look at the records of the teams that have opted out, one and three, one and four, oh and five, two and five, whatever. No 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 relevant teams have opted out. Yeah, and uh, speaking of teams that opted out, I don't know if you saw on Twitter the uh, the Grizz, Montana. They uh they had a little hype video, had the icy whites. Yeah, and they're and they're so they're playing a whatever game this weekend. And that is so weird. Very weird to me. But uh, it's good. At least they get a chance to play and they're wearing And that's, an, that's, a, that's a national powerhouse. I mean, a team that, that could absolutely this spring compete for a national title. Yeah. They're playing like Central Washington or something. Yeah. Who cares? Now, to play devil's advocate, I understand that, especially for the teams that don't have a shot at playoffs, you don't want to have, let's say, let's say uh, Eastern Washington isn't in the playoffs. Eric Berrier tears his ACL in the last game. That means nothing. I, I get it. I understand. But, uh, you know, like the Saluki said, you know, we signed up for the spring. We're going to play in the spring. So not a fan of not finishing the season. But you know what? Okay, we'll see you all in the fall. And uh, hopefully you play as hard as you play in the spring because you have a big one coming up. Another score is Austin P and Murray State. Oof. Austin P does it again. Washy Austin P. But two big wins. Yeah, well now now with the the sixth automatic or excuse me, the sixth at large becoming available, does Austin P deserve to be looked at? You know, they've just they just they just beat Jacksonville State last week. They just beat Murray State, two two undefeated OVC teams, and and so I feel like the governors definitely deserve deserve a, a second look. Okay, well let me let me give you a little another fantasy pick 'em. You have Austin P versus Incarnate Word, Austin P versus Nichols. Who wins both of those games? Hey, you're giving me good ones today. Oh yeah. And this would I mean essentially this might decide who gets that that last spot, but uh, of yeah. course it's fantasy. You never know. I mean, I you know I know Nichols lost to McNeese last week, but I still think really highly of them. I I love watching Lindsey Scott play, Dejon Dixon, Julian Gums. So give me Nichols, and then because Incarnate Word's defense is so bad, I w- I would probably take Austin P. Man, it'd be a really fun matchup. The Governors have a little comeback after a struggling beginning of the season. Other scores: Davidson they beat San Diego. Wow, kind of surprising. San Diego's kind of been that powerhouse. So so San Diego had the longest active uh, conference win streak. It's like. Seven or eight years Uh-oh. of conference wins, and, and, Davidson. and so Davidson, yeah, and, and I mean it's 
it's pretty much over. I mean, they're gonna get they're gonna get that automatic qualifier now. So sayonara to the Toreros of San Diego. Now correct me if I'm wrong. Davidson, the fighting Stephen Curry. The fighting oh, Steph Curry. Yes, sir. Gotta Good bring job. that back. Look at me. Other scores. <laughs> It'd be cool if he like tweeted or something. I know. I think he shows support of his school. Yeah, for like a playoff game, that'd be cool. Man. I mean, they're gonna get their teeth kicked in, but <laughs> but it'd still be cool. You never know. It could be an underdog story. Maybe we'll get Davidson versus VMI. Ooh. But going with my key debts, of course. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Weber State, they barely beat Southern Utah. And you, you said it. So uh, are we not really confident in Weber State? Are we thinking a first-round loss? I don't know that. Obviously, I need to see the playoff field. I still think that they have a shot to uh, get one of those top four seeds and, and essentially host throughout the playoffs, uh, at least until the semifinals. But they might not, and they might get paired with a, with a tough team. I mean, who knows? Maybe you get a Weber State versus North Dakota game. Maybe Ooh, you get that'd a, be a good one. And, and I don't know that they would pair up uh, conference opponents, but I have read in the past that they won't do it if the two teams played each other in the regular season. But Weber State and Eastern Washington did not play each other in the mm. regular season, so – could we see? Could we see a little Big Sky playoff action Ooh, between man. those two? And that'd be a really fun game too. But Weber State, man, struggling. They they're winning, but very ugly. I have to keep an eye on Weber State. Jackson State, Deion Sanders not getting it done. Southern gets to win thirty-four to fourteen. Are we, are we done with the Jackson State hype? Uh, or next year we had him ranked, back? Dalton. Ugh. We had him ranked. That was like a very very cold take. Now to be fair, Jackson State he he had a really good recruiting class, but they're still young, so he's gonna take a couple years. He benched his quarterback this week. Did he? Yeah. Did he put I his son in? Uh, no, I don't think. Oh. I, don't, I don't think the I don't think the son that's a quarterback is actually eligible. Oh really? I, I don't think so. Okay, uh, but yeah, he did bench the quarterback, and so. I'm sure that Jackson State is is more or less preparing for the fall at this point. Now let me ask you this with Jackson State. How many years do you see Dion staying at that school before another school calls him up and says, We want you? Probably not long. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I, I feel like he's good for this for this level, the FCS. Uh, obviously he's given great exposure to to a conference that probably doesn't get that much exposure at the FCS level. Uh, but I mean, he's played more national games than any team in the country this yeah. year. And so that's, you know, kudos to them. That's awesome. Uh, but, you know, I mean, big-time coaches go to big-time places. And so I guess if he keeps winning, he's able to keep getting these big recruits to Jackson State. Could see him move up to the FBS. Who knows? Yeah, he did say he wanted to put attention to the HBCUs, and he's doing a really good job of that. Uh, maybe he goes to Florida State where he used to play. That'd yeah. be a really cool coaching cool. opportunity. But uh, let's see about that. That's way down the line. Uh, more scores. Southland scores. Sela, uh, southeastern Louisiana, gets the win over Lamar, forty-two to twelve. Lamar, very young team, have to develop a little bit. Sela has a shot. Could get Sela, that last bit. All of a sudden, Sela is right back in the playoff race. And they have a massive game huge coming up. Game. The Battle of Louisiana. Going to yep. be really fun. Huge game. Uh, another Southland score, and we talked about this. McNeese gets the upset over Nichols at the hole. Cody Ogeron had himself a game. Of course, McNeese is playing Sam Houston at Bower Stadium. Going to be a really cool matchup. Uh, a really high-powered offense versus a, a stout defense. UC Davis and Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington gets to win in a big upset. UC Davis, it looks strong, but Eastern Washington looks a lot stronger. Eric Barrier kind of fighting with Eric Schmidt, as we've said. A little Walter Payton action. Uh, really fun to watch. Now, let me, now, I don't know. This is an honest question. The Walter Payton is this. When does the Walter Payton get announced? Well, so I... I because like does playoff does a how long of a playoff run affect the standings? I want to say no. In years past, no, I do not believe that it does. But in a short year like this, who knows? I don't I don't know what the criteria will be. I don't know if if the voting is going to be before or after the playoffs. But I think in years past, it's it's been like the Heisman 
which uh, the voting happens before bowl season. Okay, well, definitely a cool little race. We'll keep an eye on that, of course. Eric Smith is our guy. Eric Berrier has been doing a great job. More scores. Mercer, they beat Furman 26-14. to Mercer has been kind of picking up some wins. Uh, don't think we're going to see him in the playoffs, but Mercer doing a really good job. Mercer versus East Tennessee this weekend. Uh, East Tennessee, if they win, you know, you got to figure that they're going to be in a position to get one of those at-large bids. A big chance to ruin it for them for Mercer, so yep. definitely an interesting matchup. Idaho and Idaho State. Big time matchup, Battle yep. of Idaho. Idaho State gets to win twenty four to twenty two, and then finally, I had to put them in there just because I love my Fighting Penguins. But they fall again to Western Illinois in another battle. But they fall. The poor Penguins. Uh, you picked them to lose over Northwestern State in the battle of the one win team. <laughs> Man, it's a shame. But of course, let's go into our pickums. Our first big time matchup is Kennesaw State versus Monmouth. Humph, who are you taking? Kennesaw State versus Monmouth. This is for the Big South Automatic Qualifier. It's fun that we're getting to that point in the season. Uh, you know, this weekend we have not one, not two, but three games that will ultimately decide an automatic qualifier for the FCS playoffs. So Ooh. that's obviously we're going to pick all of those. I'm very excited, and I'm very, very excited to watch Kennesaw versus Monmouth. You know, Kennesaw, they've been ranked pretty high all season. They were left off of the top 10 playoff committee rankings, which a lot of people were unhappy about. Monmouth, they've only played two games, but they've looked really, really, really good in those two games. So, Dalton. Uh-oh. Here it is. Kennesaw is 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 a six point favorite here, okay? So pretty, you know, a little, a little, a one touchdown favorite is is pretty significant, you know. They see that ranking attached to the Owls. You know, they, they probably see the triple option, and they worry if Monmouth can can handle it. Okay, Monmouth got a true freshman starting at quarterback, and he's been lighting it up. I won't lie. I've, I've watched, and I've been very impressed. I see where this is going. I'm taking Monmouth. Ooh. Monmouth is going to upset Kennesaw this weekend. It's the game of the week. I think it's the best game in the country this weekend. It decides a, a, a big conference in the FCS. You know, I, I think that either of these teams could host a first-round playoff game with a win here. But give me Monmouth, the fighting coach archers. Oh, well, Huff, that's a shame. Because I'm also taking Monmouth. Oh, oh man, man! Like, oh my God, I I, I can't. Believe, oh my God, I planned I planned on this being one that I really had a shot <laughs> at, at getting. But now that you've picked them, yeah, they're gonna win. Yeah, Monmouth is going to be Kennesaw. I picked Monmouth before they got the win, and I think you said it best yourself. And I didn't really think about it until you said it. If Kennesaw is behind, they are going to struggle. Oh, I know. They can't. They can't really do much. They're just going to have to run the ball. And I think if Monmouth stays ahead, they might get the win. So I'm going with the upset as well. So I talked to my dad because you know we we do the uh, FCS game day with with the uh, Lee Corso and the Kirk Herbstreit heads. Uh, so this is actually now that I know your pick. Oh yeah. This is going to be the first one that you and I picked the same. Oh. And he took Kennesaw. Really? Yes. So wow. so uh yeah, sorry sorry see I think last week was the first time me and your dad had the That's same pick. That's correct. Yeah. Didn't pay off. Didn't pay off. Mm. So hopefully this week you and I can get it done and uh go uh, go Hawks. Here. Fighting coach Archers. Big yes. time match. The next one up is the Fighting Penguins. Oh, in a pick I'm so happy for my boys versus Missouri State and Missouri State has had a really good season that oh, no yeah. one's talked about. Yeah, well, and and again, we, we explained that their record does not show really what they've done this season, and and with this with this at-large bid coming open, the 
I think that Missouri State has a shot. But they're playing a team that has been fighting, yep. and yep. they, they want to get another win. So, Humph, who are you taking in this matchup? Well, for, for the reason that I just said, uh, with a playoff spot on the line, uh, I, I'm going to go Missouri State here. Um, I, I think that you know this spring they, they're, they've been black and white with, with who they were in the fall and who they are in the spring. And so give me Missouri State here with, with the hopes of a fourth and that would be tough. I don't know that they'll put four Missouri Valley teams in a 16-team field, but I definitely think that if Missouri State wins this one, they have a shot. Well, I know what's going on here. I know, I know what's, I know the the secret to why this game is on the pick'em. It's because the powers that be want me to pick the Fighting Penguins and help you get ahead a little bit because my love for the Penguins. And, and this is a perfect time. This is the best time to say. The comeback, the story, the upset. This is Notre Dame Clemson. A little bit different, you know. Youngstown think, hasn't won a lot of games, <laughs> but this is this is a team that nobody thinks is going to win. Is going to come in and get the upset. But unfortunately, you know, Youngstown State fights and they fight and they fight, but they do not win. So Missouri State, they're going to win this game. Uh, it really pains you're me. You're soft. To you're going soft. I know. On me. You're I told worried, you. You're worried that the pick'em is getting so. I close. told you I had to lock down and make some real picks here. I, I this is a perfect time, and I've been set up here. To pick against my Penguins, but I'm not going to do it. Missouri State gets to win. And it's obvious. They've had a really good season, and I think they're going to get that bid. But for Missouri Valley team, that's going to be a little crazy. They, they are the that. SEC of the – and yeah. I think if this if FBS was a, a bracket-style uh, playoff, that we're probably going to see a lot of SEC that's, teams in I, there. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe A&M gets the run they want and gets the <laughs> shot. <laughs> Next up, we have a Southland matchup and another huge matchup. I said it itself, the Battle of Louisiana. Sela versus Nichols. Nichols came off a big loss against McNeese, another Battle of Louisiana. And then Sela, they get the win over Lamar. So, Humph, we've played both of them, so we know how they are. Who are you taking? Man, this is a absolutely huge game. There, there's playoff implications on the line. Uh, Sela, like you said, they, they beat McNeese. They beat Northwestern. If they beat Nichols, essentially they win the state championship mm-hmm. uh, for, for FCS college football. But whew, it's tough. It, it's tough. You've got, you've got two not-so-great defenses and two – Really, really high-powered offenses. Cole Kelly, you know, they're 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 really talented bunch of receivers. You've got Lindsey Scott, Julian Gums, Dejon Dixon, an NFL Combine invitee. Uh, so lots of lots of firepower here. But I'm going Sela. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm picking another underdog. Man. I'm picking another underdog, the second underdog of the day that I've picked. And and I'm going to be honest with you, Dalton. I don't think we're done here. I don't think I'm done picking underdogs tonight. I'm feeling oh, frisky. No. Uh, but I'm picking Sela. I like Cole Kelly. I think that Nichols is devastated after the loss last week. And, and I truly believe if Sela wins this game, and then next week we talked about their non-conference game against Southern Illinois, a, a talented Salukis team, then Sela's looking at a possible playoff bid. You know, their only two losses would be on the road at Sam Houston. They lost by five to the number five team in the country. And on the road uh, at Incarnate Word without their two best receivers. And so I feel like, man... That's not that bad of a resume. Huh. I, I, I figured it out again. This is the second time I've had a realization. You want to catch up on the pick so you want to pick what Dalton picks. Because I'm going Sela. I'm going Sela as well. I, I'm disappointed because I told you earlier this morning to get ready for some 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 spicy picks. I know. And and it looks like you were you were feeling spicy too. Now, Nichols, this is a game they need to win. I think they come in this game with a lot of firepower. They, they're really mad they lost to McNeese. But Sela, Can they man, make the playoffs though, Dalton? 
With, if they win? Yeah. With, so their two losses, they would have a Sam Houston absolute smackdown mm-hmm. and and, a, and a not a great loss to a, a decent McNeese. But they did beat a ranked UIW team That's pretty true. badly. That's true. And, and and if they beat Sela, that would be another ranked win. I think, it's I close. Think, I think it comes down to is how the committee considers the Southland Conference. A lot of people have said the Southland Con- Conference is soft, not very good competition. So I really think, are they going to put a fourth Missouri Valley team but because the Missouri Valley is so strong? Are they going to give Southland the benefit of the doubt and give it to Sela? I think so. Or Nichols. Uh, Nichols, excuse me. I think Nichols, I don't know. I don't think Nichols gets in. I think Sela gets in with a win. But Nichols, I'm not too sure about. I'm going Sela. I think their offense is really good. Nichols, they're going to come in with a lot of firepower, but I think Sela overpowers them on that offense. Cole Kelly is a big boy. I saw our defense hanging on him while he was throwing a lot of yards, 400 oh, yeah. to be exact. Oh, yeah. So uh, give me Sela. But uh, Nichols, don't be don't be afraid if they come out and they show a little something. Uh, next up we have is North Dakota State. They are back. Finally, they're playing a game, and they're playing a pretty strong team that's been a little wishy-washy. Northern Iowa, always been a good team this year. Not so much. North Dakota State, they want to prove themselves, want to show that they are a top team. Humph, you said uh, you have another underdog pick. I hope it's not this one. Dalton. Oh, no. North Dakota State. Oh, traveling no. to Northern Iowa this week. Don't do it. Northern Iowa. Think okay. about this. They've been a little wishy-washy this year. They've had some COVID troubles. Uh, but they've got one of the best defenses in the country, okay? And if this one was at the Fargo Dome, it'd be a no-brainer, okay? Oh, no. And I'm not sitting here saying that I'm about to pick Northern Iowa, okay? But that's exactly what I'm about oh, to do. I am my picking goodness. a colossal, wow. a colossal upset. Wow. And I, and I, and I want to give a shout-out to, to my dad, Tory Humphreys. He's actually the one that brought this to me. He said, you know what, Ron? I think Northern Iowa is going to be – the North Dakota State Bison this weekend and cause mass, I mean, mass hysteria in the FCS college football world. This would this would be unbelievable if this happens. I mean, okay. What, what, okay, so if this happens, Dalton, so let's say this happens. Yeah. North Dakota State versus South Dakota State next week, right? Yeah. If South Dakota beats North Dakota State, they're out. They're not getting yeah, in with done. three wins. I was about to or ask. three losses, excuse where, me. Where does North Dakota State rank with a loss to you and I? And they lost to our dear Salukis. Where do you put well, them? They're absolutely outside of the top four. That's out of the question. They, top they, 10? No, nah, I wouldn't. I'm not going to go top 10 because I think Northern Iowa is much better than their record and much better than, than what they're ranked. They've had some COVID troubles. I know that. But probably 9 or 10 or 11. And but they're not – They're they're – they're not getting home field advantage throughout the playoffs. No, yeah. no question. And with that, does that bump Sam up to two or three? I mean, by 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 math, oh. it, it has to. It has Man, to. Man, I, I feel like I should I should cheer for Northern Iowa. Oh, I, regardless of who you pick, I feel like you should <laughs> cheer for Northern Iowa. Well, this was unexpected. I uh, I didn't know what your other upset. I get was. like ten points for this if, if oh, this yeah. happens. I mean, this is crazy. Of course, I have to pick the Bison. Um, it's the Bison. I think they, they had the loss against Salukis, but other than that, they've looked really well. Uh, they've struggled a little bit, but they're still North Dakota State. They're still up there for a reason. And you and I, you and I has been really wishy-washy. And they, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust them yet. We've had them in our pick them before, and I picked against them, and I've won. So I'm sticking with North Dakota State University. Uh, they are the powerhouse. They're the Bison. And uh, I think they get the win. But if they lose, I'd be very happy, very excited for you and I. And wow, that would be some chaos in the playoff committee world, in the ranking committee world, in the FCS world in all. And that'd be a cool little pick. Humph, but Humph, the plague. Did you just curse you and I? We have I to mean, say, I feel I, like I can't curse you and I because they're 10-point they're underdogs this weekend. But I feel like 
I just reverse plagued North Dakota State somehow. I'll say this: if you and I wins, I will not bring up the plague. Ever I think it's, again. I think it's, it's gone. broken. It's no, gone. I think it is one hundred percent gone. If if you and I gets this win, and you and you deserve it for that one, because this will be a big time win for you. Is and this I. the biggest underdog pick'em in walk on radio history? I think so. I think it is. I think so. Because no, I, I think cause, it is. Because I did mention, you know, my Notre Dame pick over Clemson, but those are two strong teams. Oh, it was two top five teams. But uh, this is this is a big time win if this happens. Hey, and I'm rooting my, for you. Wait, pause on the Notre Dame Clemson deal. Trevor Lawrence wasn't in the house. Hey, for that whoa, one. whoa, whoa! It does so, not matter. No, it was nobody a nobody pick. pick. It was a great pick, and and I and I'm I'm happy for you that that makes you feel so good. But this would be the biggest upset in walk on radio history. Now, if you're wrong. Do we put this with Dalton saying Alabama's not top four in terms of terrible In terms takes? of just a terrible take? Yeah. It's got to be up there. It's and and it's also gonna, up there, depend- Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy, Coach of the Year MVP. Uh, no, the, the Dak Prescott thing, he was the MVP oh, no, through five no, weeks. No. I, can't, I can't help a broken leg. But we'll look what the score is. If North Dakota State comes out and beats them by 30, yeah, I'll, I'll accept that. But if it's a, a one-score game, even, even 10 points, 8 points – no, I feel like that's a pretty good take. And I'll, I'll give it to you. That That's fair. But what a big matchup. We still got two more big games up. The next one is Jacksonville State versus Murray State. We talked about Murray State. They had the loss to Austin P. They've been really really good team. And then Jacksonville State, and also a really strong team. Uh, Humph, who are you taking? Are you riding with the Riders? This is another. This is, this is one of those games we talked about that is deciding an automatic qualifier for the FCS playoffs. The loser, they're going to be on the bubble. You know, they could be a playoff team still, but the winner is absolutely getting a seat at the dance. Murray State, Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State has history. You know, they 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 get they get to the game before the big game and they can't win that one. Mm. You know, they they as far as history goes, they're very similar to Sam Houston, uh as far as playoffs go, but Jacksonville State, you know, we've seen some bracketology uh from from FCS analyst Sam Herter. He seems to think that Sam Houston, Jacksonville State could be a uh, first-round matchup. You know, I, I I could see either. I could see Murray State, Sam Houston. I could see Jacksonville State, Sam Houston. I could see one of them playing the winner of Monmouth and Kennesaw. Uh, obviously, we'll get into that later. But give me the Gamecocks here. Oh. I, I watched them against Austin P. And when I say I wasn't impressed uh, in the slightest, I mean it. Jacksonville State looked terrible. They committed like 20 penalties or something, turned the ball over five or six times. I mean, it was laughable. But I just don't know how legit Murray State is. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that they kind of – last week's loss made me feel that they are an imposter. And so I, I, I'm going to take the been there, done that school, and I'm going to take the Gamecocks. Well, here it is, Hump. Here is the game that could potentially tie the pick for the first time since 0 0. Wow. Because I'm riding with the wow. riders. I like yes, Murray State. Sir. You know what? They, they've had such a good year. I'm going to give them credit. I think they're going to make this run. They had a bad loss against Austin P, but that Jacksonville State game was rough. It was not very good. Murray State, man, this is it, huh? This is your chance to tie it up. And so a lot of excitement for you, but uh, two, uh, two bowl games you got to get through. But I'm going with the riders, Murray State. In the last matchup, we picked this game before. Sacred Heart versus Duquesne. Yep, this is their second matchup of the season. Who would have thought they would have been the second, a second time pick them? Hey, and this is that. So this is this is actually a conference championship, not just a regular season matchup. This is a legit conference title game. So that's that's the FCS doesn't do that normally, but in this spring season, there are a couple of conferences that are having a conference championship. 
And this is one of them. So I'm very excited to watch this. This will actually be on a Sunday. Well, Sacred Heart, probably one of the coolest names in FCS football. Not even mascot, just the name itself. Humph, in this conference championship, who are you taking? Sacred Heart or Duquesne? Mm. Man. Duquesne, what, a, what, a, what a weird name for Duquesne, too. It's not even spelt that way. I mean, try, <laughs> trying to read this on a piece of paper is, is quite the task. Uh, but Duquesne won the first matchup, okay? Sacred Heart, if you don't know... They have one of the best players in the FCS. Uh-oh. He goes by the name of Julius Chestnut. Okay? Oh, man. His stats are video game numbers. I'm talking 200 yards, three touchdowns, 185, four touchdowns. Just crazy, crazy numbers. Uh-oh. And Dalton, I love star players. Oh, I love no. star players. I picked I picked, I picked, picked Eastern Washington last week solely off of Eric Berrier, and I was correct. I beat you. I beat my dad. Don, I told you I was feeling frisky today, oh, buddy. Oh, no. Duquesne, undefeated, ranked Duquesne in the conference championship game. They're the favorites here. And I'm picking the underdog. I'm picking Sacred Heart. Oh, I'm picking Julius Chestnut. Not so fast. Unbelievable. Sacred Heart is going to be a part of the FCS playoffs this year. I'm calling it. Oh, well, Hump, I was about to, the way you built that up, I was about to say, you know what, we might have a, a turn of the tables on the pick but I'm also going Sacred Heart. Yeah. So you're telling me I pick I pick Monmouth out of nowhere. <laughs> I pick I pick against your beloved Penguins, oh. and I pick Sacred Heart over Duquesne. And you're telling me we've only got two differences. I know. And the the reason I picked them last time, I didn't know much about them. I picked them because they have such a cool name. And I'm doing it again. I, I trust them. They they let me down last time they played Duquesne. But they also have one of the best this players. Is unbelievable. Sacred Heart. What a cool name. Oh my good. I what love Sacred cool, Heart. Julius Chestnut. What yeah. a cool name. Just all around cool names. University. Cool name. You going with Sacred Heart with the upset. Man, man, Hump. We are. We, we got the same mind here. We we were except for your your crazy take of North Dakota State losing. <laughs> Which, I mean, I hope it happens. Oh my god, I hope it happens. That would be fun. It's what time? Do you know what time they're playing? Oh, Is it going to be one of those man. where we can get off the field and we check our phones and we're going to have to see the score? Let's see. North Dakota State, Northern Iowa, they play at the same time that we do Saturday. Oh. So we're, we're going to find out after we have the game. To run to the phones and check that yeah. real quick. Yeah. Well, big, big time games coming up. We had a really good week. Big time matchup for the Sam Houston Bearcats. Of course, Hump, any last words before we finish this episode? No, man, I'm excited. Uh, again, the FCS season is winding down, but it's also heating up. You know, it's becoming playoff time. I hope that I hope that we as the Sam Houston State Bearcats can keep it rolling. It's been a fun, fun year, one that, that I will remember forever. Uh, you know, if we win this weekend... Uh, we're conference champs, and that's that's really special. That's the first goal. You know, that's what you strive to be. Uh, and, and after that, you know, you strive for the playoffs and you strive for the national championship. So we're just taking it one game at a time. You know, we're, we're definitely not looking past McNeese because McNeese is definitely going to give us our best game. Uh, it's their last game of the season. But uh, we're excited, Dalton, and, and, or I'm excited. I, I'm not going to speak for you, but I, I – I, I feel that you're excited as well. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. Hopefully next episode we can have some really cool news about being conference champions. But you said it yourself, McNeese is a tough team to play. We both had them really high in the in the preview. FCS Nation Radio had them high. I love McNeese. I think they're a really cool team. So we're not sleeping on them. It's going to be a really fun game. Like I said, hopefully we have some good news next week. But, of course, you know, follow us on Twitter, keep up with everything, and we will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.